Hey everybody, this is the Huh Podcast with Garrett, uh, Christian, and Micah, where we want to dive into deeper topics and bridge cultural and societal trends through the lens of Scripture. Hey, welcome. This is part two of the podcast that we are talking about the question, what are we filled with? In this podcast, we will talk about some more practical ways that you can be sure that you're filling up with more of Christ and not the world. I'd like to kind of shift gears. I'd like to kind of talk about practically what that looks like. We 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 have talked a little bit about that, and we've talked mm-hmm. about the morning and the night, but like specifically, what are spiritual disciplines? What you know, like maybe we list them, but let's talk about yes. what what you know. And I know, and probably in weeks to come, we might talk about some other ones um, in in more detail. But specifically, let's just rattle off. Where we see in Scripture spiritual disciplines. Okay, and I, I think disciplines are, are ha- habits that you know we develop as Christians to draw us closer to God. Yeah. Uh, so if that helps anybody listening, that that a spiritual discipline is is just habits that we can form. Uh, whether you know we talked about prayer, but yeah, let, let's uh, let's think about you know ones that we see throughout Scripture, uh, and, and already covering prayer. I think if you are not Praying every day, you're you're missing out on what truly God has for you. You know, Billy Graham said, uh, "Heaven is filled with unanswered prayers, millions and millions of unanswered prayers, great things that could have happened, but they just weren't prayed for." Uh, hmm. So just make hmm. make sure you make that a necessity in your life. But yeah, what what, what are some others? I think a big one, honestly, one that isn't used today is fasting. I was thinking about yeah. fasting. Too. Yeah, I've only that, done that it like twice. Did that you is have to such a that? powerful I've only done it like discipline. twice and it's tough. But see, it doesn't even have to be fasting from food. And I think that's a, a common mistake we make. It's just fasting from something in general. And then every time you desire that one thing that you're fasting from, you replace it by drawing near to God. Yeah. So fasting and prayer go hand in hand. We did this as a, a youth group a while back. We just fasted for one day, and I, I didn't really get a a, huge, a lot of detail about how it went with everyone. But for me personally, I fasted from Facebook. And you know how you you with social media, you just kind of get in this routine of you get kind of bored, you need something mindless to do, so you go and you click on the app and you, and you scroll. And half the time you're not even paying attention exactly. to what you're looking at. Well, I said every time I'm about to hit that Facebook app, I'm going to stop and pray. Let me tell you, I prayed like 40 times that day wow. because I was, I mean, I just, every time I, I I would catch myself just pulling out my phone to, and I'm, stop, okay, well, let me draw near to God real quick. And it wasn't even like I would pray an eloquent 20 minute prayer, but I would just, in that time, instead of doing one thing, I replaced it with God. And I tell you, it, it's amazing just how much different your day is when you replace something worldly that you do, even if it's something that's not bad. I mean, you know, fasting from food, you need to eat. That's not a bad thing eating. But when you do something worldly, something that is physical, and you replace it with something spiritual, it's amazing the difference that you feel within your soul. Oh, yeah. And and yeah, fasting is powerful. We, we did a, I did a 24-hour fast with food, um, and... One, I found out I got angry after like 18 hours. Uh, well, the way we did it was we started on like a Tuesday night here with our youth group. And then that way we finished Wednesday night at 7, which is halfway through our normal Wednesday night programming. And then we had like a pizza party. So like it was like a reward, you know, if you if you can, you know, if you do it, you get pizza, so to speak. So um, and what I challenged them, like what Garrett 
was saying was whenever you feel a hunger pain, instead of going to the fridge and seeing what's in the fridge, take that time to pray. Take that time to thank God for the provisions he's given us. Thank, take that time to thank God that, you know, man does not live on yeah. bread alone. We have to live on, on the, on the, the word. Um, and so we, we did that and it was a really great experience. And I, and I, that was really probably the only time where I was mature enough. I've, I did other fasts like a student, but didn't really know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't allowed to eat. So, um, where like me in a more mature way, I realized the purpose of fasting. And to be honest, you yeah. know, I was 23 or whatever as a year or two ago, two, two or three years ago. And that was probably the first time in my life I've truly fasted, you know? And I think there's something to be said, you know, I, I think the Facebook, like you were saying about Facebook is great. I think there's also something to be said about food. Now we have to be careful with that. Some people, you know, have health stuff that yeah. really kind of disallows them to do that. Or it can be in shorter um, spans. Some I know some people that don't eat breakfast or, you know, every once in a while they'll cycle it. They don't eat lunch for like a week because that's their time where they're fasting. So, um, but I think there's something to be said about something that we need. We need food yeah. to live and taking that away and, and saying, it. I need God more than I need mm-hmm. food. And really just showing there's a greater need for for God than, than there is for anything in this world, even if it's like something like food or water that we need to survive. Just think about how different the church might be today if fasting was a regular discipline that was practiced all the time. Yeah. And the, the early church, fasting was practiced so much. And I'm not talking about the disciple church, but the early church as in like within the 100, 100 to 500 AD, fasting was practiced so much that a lot of the original manuscripts that we have where, you know, Jesus is talking about prayer and fasting, the original manuscripts didn't have fasting in them. It, Jesus is really would say something and, uh, and talk about prayer. But the part where it was and fasting was added after the original manuscripts were written by the church from 100 to 600 AD because they placed so much importance on fasting that they found fasting was so important for their spiritual life that they thought that it needed to be held to the same degree, if not higher, than than prayer, that it, that it is the spiritual discipline that we do in order to draw near to God. And so they, they found it so important that they inserted it in some places into Scripture, um, not by removing Scripture, but by, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, with with fasting, I remember back to the first time, my first encounter with fasting, and I have I have seen blessings and just the blessings from other people fasting, and just you know what it really does to people. But I remember my first experience. I was in the seventh grade. I was in youth group, and we were doing a countywide thirty hour famine. Did mm. you guys ever do that? I've heard of. Them. I've right. never done so, one. 30-hour famine. Now, this lady, she came and talked to our church and was just kind of, because this is our first time doing it, and she was telling us, like, what it was about and how everything would be going. And I just remember, like, just kind of, like, not arguing with the lady, but I, I just remember being like, oh, well, I got football practice. Like, uh, so if it starts at 5 or if we start at, like, 4 and I got a football practice at 5, I need to get supper uh, before. And, you know, she was like, well, that's okay. You can do that. Uh, but I just kept coming up with these excuses because, like, oh, I need the food. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point of fasting is that you experience yeah. the yes. need we have for food and replace it with the need exactly. we have for God. And, yeah. and I, you know, I heard – I can't remember who told me this, but I thought this was the funniest thing. Uh, oh, he was a friend of mine. He said he was talking to a pastor friend, and I can't believe his pastor said this, but he said – they're talking about fasting. He goes, oh, yeah, I don't do it anymore. He's like, why? He's like, 
Well, I tried it. I just get hungry. You know, like, <laughs> like that's the that's amen, the, brother. You're gonna like if you're listening to this now and you decide to fast. I promise you, you're, you're going to get, get hungry. hungry, and that's the uh, whole point. And but that's the point because you want. I just know in my life of fasting how much I rely on God in that moment. Because when your stomach is, I mean, when you're cringing, uh, wanting yeah. for food, you're gonna. The only thing you can turn to is God. Uh, and in that yeah. moment, you seem miserable, but it's the turning to God that that is able to pull the entire day together and and give you the joy and and the sustainability that you need in that moment. Yeah, I'll tell you a cringe story um, from my life. Mm. Um, These are my favorite. <laughs> this, this is uh, when I was in in high school. I uh, maybe it was first year of college. I can't remember, but I was just feeling like extremely bloated I guess I don't know like I felt like I needed to lose weight and so what I told people was that I was going to fast and I masked it as if I was doing this giant spiritual discipline that I was trying to draw nearer to God but oh, really God. I was just trying to lose weight <laughs> oh, I'm glad and, and I got to and I got to uh, church that evening we were ha- our first week of camp was about to start and I got to church and they were having barbecue ribs for church and so Dang, my fasting ended after about six hours. Yeah, you're like, you're like, all right. Well, this wasn't really spiritual anyway, so I guess I could <laughs> yeah. just stop. That brings me to that's a great. I'm glad you said that. Uh, Matthew six, uh, verses sixteen through eighteen says, "When you fast, do not look somber mm. as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face." so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And that's really the case, you know, not only with fasting, but with all the spiritual disciplines, is, is it's not a, a showcase to say, hey, look how good I am. I I praise God. And, and you know, like Garrett was saying, it's a good example. I mean, I, I if I had fasted more in my life, I'm sure I would have done that. I just didn't so like i mean i I may even be worse than that i don't know but um you know and he's saying don't provide opportunities basically to be able to tell people like oh you are you okay you're like nah i'm fasting today you know like uh you know praising god it's not just with fasting either that's what i said well and it has a the the scripture about prayer and the same in the beatitudes he talks about you know don't don't be like the hypocrites Mm -hmm. go in your closet and pray if you need to and basically saying if it's a struggle for you to pray in person because you want the credit or someone to say, man, it's a really good prayer. You should probably pray in a closet because that'd be better than getting recognition from other people. Because he says those people, the hypocrites have received the reward at full. And I think it means nothing to God if we're praying or if we're fasting or if we're reading scripture or whatever for our gain or to say, Hey, look what I can do. I think that that warning too applies so heavily to us as ministers Mm. because it's so Mm. easy Mm. for us to, try to put on a face to act as if we are, you know, filled with the spirit that we're really good at obeying these commands that we're telling, we're trying to teach other people to obey. And in reality, Jesus is saying, listen, don't show anyone how good you are. If anything, show people how bad you might be. Yeah. The only person who needs to know how strong your spirit is, is the one who you draw and, into for that spirit. Yeah. And, and, you know, if we're really trying to show off how strong our spirit is, it probably isn't very strong. Yeah, exactly. And God knows that. Yeah. We're going to fail um, yeah, my 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 favorite prayers that I hear are usually from kids because they don't have that filter. They don't have that bone in their body that is has shame or like 
pride. Like mm-hmm. they don't have that. Like kids don't really have that. <laughs> and I said when I say kids, I mean like six year olds. Yeah. Not like yeah. twelve, you know, like they, they have the they have pride and shame. Middle schoolers. Well, middle schoolers are a different. Yeah. Brain. Well, they, they, they don't really have they shame, but they sabbat- have pride. <laughs> middle, middle schoolers take a sabbatical from being human. Yeah, for a couple of years. But but <laughs> kids, when they, I've had kids in kids church. My, one of my favorite things is when I would teach kids church, we would start with prayer. And so I told them we're always going to start. You know, we're always going to start with prayer. And a lot of times they, you know, pray for their dog or their, you know, the whatever. And it was just so real. It was so honest. And you know, I've been asked. I'm sure you all have been too. To, to pray for things when you're at a birthday party. Hey, do you care to bless the meal for us? I'm yeah. like, yeah, sure. You know, that's fine. And I, and I'll, and I'll do it. I'll catch myself. And I, I'm not so much showing out for people, but I'm wondering what people think, you yeah. know, at the same time, I'm not always totally focused on God. And that's a human errancy. I mean, that's, that's just being a human and not that I'm okay with it, but, but there's something that's, you know, I'm, I'm sinful. Right. So, but like I, when kids, man, when, when children pray, my nephew, my nephew will cry if he doesn't get to pray. And like, he just wants to. Yeah, so he bad. just like will pray as a family, like for a meal or whatever. And and I don't know, you know, I, I don't I don't know what he thinks because he's not me. So uh, I don't know if it's because he wants to pray desperately or if like there's still a disconnect between I pray to God. I mean, he's sick, so like there probably is some disconnect yeah. between why he prays. Uh, and his mom and dad are really good at like teaching him about that, and it's and it's an ongoing process. But there's something about that, regardless of what he's actually thinking. That just makes me go like, oh man, that's kind of cool to see someone that it's no matter what it is, but there's a desire there to pray. He knows it's important because he, he gets upset if he doesn't get to pray. So, you know, I mean, you know, that's one, someone might say, well, that's because he wants to be heard. But at the same time, he just likes praying. I mean, he likes to pray. He likes talking to God, whatever it is. Uh, And I love when he prays because he always lists everyone in our family. It's like, (laughs) you know, like for uncle Jonah and he like lists everyone's name and he's like, you know, praying for them, make sure they're okay and, and stuff like that. And so there's just something real about that, that, that you know, I, I, you know, whether he intends to or not, it, it just shows me a great a deal of, of what it really truly looks yeah. like. Well, I think that leads into another discipline, another practice, and that's, that's community and, and, and drawing into one another. Um, and I think that's one that we take for granted that we don't, you know, a lot of times we think of spiritual growth as coming as just individual but it's one that is communal as well you know the church grows together we don't if if we go if we grow separate we're no longer really the church we're no longer one body and so if we really want to continue to grow we have to do so as one body as one 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 branch and um i think we take that for granted and so when we pray, just, just like you're saying with your nephew, it's important that we pray for others, that, that we're not simply concerned with our own welfare and well-being, but that we're concerned with others. And um, one practice that I try to have is I, I keep a couple of journals. Um, one is one I keep for all of what I call the dark nights, all of the times where I'm just I feel heavy and weighty with my soul that, that I just kind of feel bogged down. I, I write those down when I, when I feel that this is going on so that whenever I kind of come out of that dark night, I, I record that as well and I can remember it. But I also try to keep one um, for people that I need to pray for, that I need to remember, that I need to um, continually draw into in, in my spiritual life. And, and I hope that, you know, that we all as a community draw near to one another that we find strength in, in doing that in our, in, in spirit. Um, 
but but yeah, I, I think we take that one for granted that, that we take drawing near to one another communally in worship and in prayer. That's yeah, it. and I know we listed one we we talked about it earlier, um, but one you know another one is is, is meditating on scripture, mm. reading scripture. I, I guess scripture and meditation might be two different ones, but kind of like Shio Divina. Well, scripture reading, uh, you know, diving into scripture and and actually reading it. And not, you yeah. know, when I was a kid, well, when I was in high school, uh, I don't have that Bible over here with me, but one of my Bibles that when I grew up with, um, I actually have on all the New Testament and a couple of the Old Testament where I was going to read all the way through the Bible. And I had written the dates I started and the dates I finished. Mm-hmm. But you, you can already tell by that goal in mind that it was just to say I did it. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't. A, and so I would read like two or three chapters a night. Mm-hmm. And there are probably people who can sit down and read two or three chapters and, and really get it. I don't think I can. Yeah. If I if I try to sit down and read three chapters of scripture, that's like drinking out of a fire hydrant. Yeah. I mean, it's there's just so much there. And so, you know, there's a fine line between saying, you know, I'm going to check that box. I read yeah. my scripture today. Da, da, next. And really saying there is information. There is um, there is life, there is truth, that scripture is a living, yeah. breathing word that I can get out of this, that I can apply to my life to make my connection with God stronger. And there's a huge... And, and, and saying, there's a difference in that and just saying, oh, I read my yeah, Bible today. There's a huge difference between reading the Bible for study and reading the Bible for spiritual growth. Yeah. And if you're reading it for study, like every, usually for me every morning, I, I, I do have a checklist. I have a, 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 a reading journal that I'm, I'm trying to get through the Bible in a year. I try to do that. And, you know, when I do that, I'm reading it for study. I'm reading it to grow. I'm reading it to to grow intellectually and, and deeper in my faith. But then there's also something called um, Lectio Divina, which is reading scripture as a discipline of meditation. And what that essentially is, is is I refer to it as chewing the cud. Um, mm, you know what I cud is? Cud. Oh, yeah. yeah. Straight from a cow. Yeah. Um, well, well, cud is is or is it cod? I, well, it's cud. Yeah, cud. it's what cows chew. You know, they, cod they is cod is a fish. Yeah, yeah cud. They, they it's a good fish. Too. It tastes good. <laughs> when, when cows eat, cows have five stomachs. Uh, cows have five stomachs, so it they eat and eat and eat and eat. I can't and wait for can't. someone who like works or lives on a farm to be like. To, cows no, you're don't wrong. Have five yeah, stomachs. you're, you're, you're <laughs> wrong. Cud is yeah, not the word for that. But they, in order to digest the food, they have to really chew it and chew it and chew it. And it takes a long time. And if we want to digest scripture, there's so much within it, we can't just glance over it. You know, I can read a lot of chapters and gain insight and gain knowledge from it. And I know the Spirit can move and give me that wisdom from it. But if I really want to meditate and have that scripture permeate my spirit and grow my spirit, I have to... Define that, please. Uh, Hello. Permeate is is to go through something to, um, to to basically enhance it. Like you would permeate a, a steak with all kinds of, oh, of you talking about flavor, language? like good seasoning. Good thing I'm not fasting and, right now. <laughs> yeah. um, but we need to really chew, chew scripture. And uh, so one of a, a mentor of mine said one of the best things you can do is find just a passage in scripture a few verses um even if it's an entire chapter um but just not a ton just a little bit of it read it over and over for like five minutes get it to the point that you're almost committing it to memory 
and then go for a 30 minute walk and keep speaking it into your mind, speaking it into your prayer, speak it into your spirit so that it permeates your entire being and, and fills that. Yeah. I'm glad you, you said that I was, I was going to come in on that too. You know, Garrett talked about, you know, chewing the cud. Well, first I just want to say, can you imagine a cow <laughs> that has five stomachs getting the stomach virus in Bro, all five stomachs? Can you imagine? <laughs> can you, I mean, that's just, that's nasty. I want to think about it. Huh. There's not enough ends for it to <laughs> think, come. Think about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? Like we all, we, that was implied, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we all were thinking it, but no one was going to say <laughs> it. They can't explode because they, they'll have to implode. <laughs> have to come out, will it come out their mouth? All right. Uh, I don't want to think about that. All right. All right. All right. Thanks they for joining us today. <laughs> Great podcast today. A special if spell. a cow had stomach rice. But anyways, um, as Gary was talking about, you know, meditating, and you'd mentioned, uh, you talk about memorization. I think one of the best ways we oh, yeah. can really Mm-mm-mm. get into the scriptures don't is say memorizing. It. Don't <sighs> got him. Dang it, he's right. Uh, I mean, going back to Awana. If, did you guys do Awana? No. Awana, no. Awana is the most effective programs because we they did sword drills. And get kids to memorize. Bible we did Bible scripture. Bowl. I did Bible, Bowl. 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 That's Bowl. What it was Awana called. is is that a Baptist thing? I guess. I guess it is. I yeah, I've not ever it. heard of that. We did Bible Bowl. It was where you, I hadn't heard of it until I came here. Yeah. I see it oh. everywhere now. Bible Bowl is is like a competition where you memorize scripture and then you compete against other churches for who can memorize the most. And you get the little buzzer. So oh, much yeah. fun. that is awesome. Buzz. <laughs> yeah. That is sweet. But yeah, just memorizing. Uh, because when you memorize, you're going to have to go over. I mean, you can't. It's hard to yeah, just memorize to even one it. verse in just one time. Like, you're going to have to maybe an hour mm. uh, within a week just to truly memorize it for life. You know, you're going to have to put time into yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I, there's scripture now that I memorized in fourth grade in Bible Bowl that I memorized with some catchy song, some stupid right, like, yeah. thing. But it's stuck with me, and it's still in my mind. I, I like, still remember a lot yeah. as a kid, just because whether it was a song or, or like a wanna, like the theme verse was Second Timothy two fifteen. Mm-hmm. Like I still know that verse yeah. because of that. What is it? Study to show thyself approved under God, a workman needed not to be ashamed. Rightly divided the word of truth. Shout out! Give me my wanna books, baby. Go wanna. <laughs> Give me that money. Another Squad. thing too is is doing it constantly, um, and, and having a routine with it. Uh, for me, when we were growing up, my, my mom was uh, taught at the elementary school that we went to, and we had the Bible on CD. At first, it was the Bible on cassette, and then it Word, got upgraded cassette. to CD. Shout out. Um, I don't, did you ever Where have cassettes? Where was Walkman in that? Was there Walkman I in there never anywhere? had a cassette. Yeah. Well, we I never. used a cassette player in my car. Think when about I was so, 20 years old to play like an aux cord, it was a cassette uh, yeah, tape. Yeah. Think about some so, of the students that are listening to us. They're, they're probably like, like what, what is a cassette, is a cassette? And then think of the, the other people that the are older that are like, these like, guys have how, no why clue. Did, why why are they acting like a cassette is so weird? Yeah, they're <laughs> acting like a cassette's old. But anyway, we, sorry, when you're the host of the podcast, you can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> but anyway, we, we would every morning, we would listen to the Bible on CD or yeah. cassette or whatever, and we would listen to a few chapters. And there are parts from that routine that I could, because they, they read the Bible in voices, like each each quote, you know, they changed the voice fluctuation or they said it in a different accent. They made it come alive. And there there are parts like the Roman centurion that interacted with with Paul and Silas in prison like um, that. I remember that because of listening to it on CD and there, there's different yeah. parts of the Bible that because of that routine, because we did that all the time, that it was 
going into me all the time that it, it sticks yeah. with me. And my, I can pull my it dad out. would read to us every day before we went to school. He would um, make breakfast of some sort. And then this was like uh, before we had our life. Well, even after my brother had his license and he would take me, dad would still do it. Um, and he would read every day. And I'll, I'll never forget. There's there's probably I mean, there, I don't obviously remember every part of it. But I'll never, I, I will never forget doing it every single day and coming down. And Dad was standing at the, the kitchen counter at the island, his Bible open, and he and breakfast was being finished by the time we got down there. And I'll never forget though. I always, I, I like to one of my, one of my most, you know, favorite kind of definitions is mercy and grace. The 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 difference between those, but they're so close, mm-hmm. but they're opposite. Really, I mean, they're so close, but they're so far away. And Dad, I'll never forget him talking about mercy and grace, and then saying, "Do you guys know what that means?" And the way he defines it as mercy is not getting something you receive, so or wait, not getting something you should receive in form of like a punishment. So if Christian slaps yeah. me, I should slap him back is what people would think. But mercy would say, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Grace is getting something you, you don't, don't deserve. deserve. We don't deserve heaven, but because of Jesus' death mm-hmm. on the cross, we can receive it. And so that's where he taught me. I'll never forget where he was standing, the green countertop we had. Like I'll never forget any part about that. And that it's such a formative piece of, I don't even remember how old I was. I just remember I was in eighth grade or high school. Um, what a formative time in my life. And just to have that stick out in my brain uh, is just huge. And, you know, kind of closing and wrapping this up, what better way than to quote our old good buddy, Charles Spurgeon. Um, old Spurgeon. Yeah, old Spurgeon, old Charlie, old Chuck. He said, some people like to read so many chapters every day. I would not dissuade them from the practice, but I would rather lay my soul a soak in half a dozen verses all day than rinse my hand in several chapters. Oh, to be bathed in a text of Scripture and to let it be sucked up into your very soul until it saturates your heart. Set your heart upon God's Word. Let your whole nature be plunged into it as cloth into a dye. Well, there's your time. Think about how deep that is, man. I wish Chuck? I could memorize that right there. That is deep. That is deep. I love. That. I'll read that again. Just part of it. I would rather lay my soul a soak in half a dozen verses all day than rinse my hand in several chapters. And, and everyone what, should know about hand washing right now. Yeah, yeah. And what a deep thought. Yeah. What a way with words. Second of all, Charles Spurgeon. Um, and I, I just think you know that's. No matter what spiritual discipline we're talking about, and we're going to probably talk about a few over the next coming weeks. We're, it, this isn't going to be like a 17-week-long series, so don't think like, oh, now it's all about, you know, it'll be, you know, a couple weeks, but we'll talk about spiritual disciplines. And, you know, with every spiritual discipline, think about it in that form. You know, fasting, prayer, whatever it is, it's so important that we, it's not about the quantity. It's about the quality, and it's about who it's with. I mean, that's the most important, obviously, is that we're doing it, for our growth and connection with God, and maybe in a better way to say it, we're doing it to allow God to grow His relationship yeah. within us. It's not by our, our own power, but it's by the power of God. And so, when you pray, when you you know you know in that passage in the uh, Beatitudes, it talks about, and He says, "Don't go babbling on like the pagans." So it's not about how long can I pray. And there are practices where that is a practice where you pray for a long period of time to stretch your comfortability and to stretch your relationship. But it's not even about the length. It's about the quality. It's about you doing it. It's about you desiring and feeling that need, much like fasting, where you take something away so that you can feel the need and feel that hunger 
um, uh, for God. And, and it's the same thing with whatever discipline it is. God just wants you to desire him. He wants you to go deeper into a relationship with him. And that takes practice. And that's why these disciplines, that word discipline is not a word that is that means easy and simple. It's something that, that takes effort. It takes practice. It, it takes something you do diligent. Yeah, it takes struggles. It takes failures. Like if you're trying to be disciplined, you're going to fail. Um, anything worth being disciplined for is, is worth practicing at and getting better at. So, so and as I we kind of wrap just, up, I, be, I, be thinking about that. Anything about this yet? But you know, it'd be interesting is if every time we said what we're going to do as a discipline, like what we're going to talk about, we do for the week leading up to it. Yeah, just I, as I that awesome sounds like right? a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We haven't no, talked about kidding. that yet. But. Yeah. So, is there a challenge that we need for today? I don't know. What do you think? It sounds like we tossed around scripture a lot. Scripture or fasting, one of those. This I is live on air producing, folks. Right. This is live. <laughs> you, you we get are a making little bit this of, decision right now. Yeah, you get a little bit of inkling into our group text. This is kind of what it looks like, except it's like every twenty minutes we get a reply instead of <laughs> ten seconds. What if we did? Um, okay, so yeah. do you want to do? So what do you, we do chew the cud. Chew the cud. Chew the cud, and I think we should fast one day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm done. All right. So All wait, right. twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. <laughs> Let's do okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I'm telling you what. I did not know this podcast we, was going to stretch me. No, I'm just kidding. This is why we, we wanted to do it. Trouble. And you all, whenever you hear this, whenever you listen to it, I guess it'll be posted Monday and Thursday next week. Yeah, or, at some point. Um, you do it with us. Yeah. Um, and, and then whenever we talk, come back for the next one and talk about the next spiritual discipline you can do that one along with us as well let us know your experiences yeah it, you know? yeah well you know we also had a question of the day we won't go um we won't go all the way through it but we did talk a little bit about it today um and it was a question that was asked me and something we said last week that we quoted you can't be a christian if you have one foot in your faith and one foot in the world and their question was what are some tips you have to ensure you have both feet in your faith spiritual disciplines Oh yeah. There you go. That yeah. we talked about today. It's yeah. kind of yes. what we're getting at, and, and, and in a simple way, I'm because I'm, it is just a two-word yeah. answer. Yeah, but good. we're gonna have a couple of weeks of podcasts of how yeah. to do that. And so leave it with one. Yeah, go ahead. You can be in the church every Sunday, and that's having your yeah. foot in the door. But you have to be in the church every single day of your life, as in the spiritual disciplines. That's yeah. how you get both big, feet in. Big C church, yeah. as we call it. Big C church. Yeah. Yeah, so as we as we kind of wrap this up, think of those words of Charles Spurgeon. He'd rather read half a dozen verses and let that soak into his soul. I'm paraphrasing because he does it better than me. But soak it, but yeah, and letting it a soak in 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 your soul, as opposed to like rinsing your hands with yeah. multiple chapters. So really think about that. And we're gonna try that this week. That's something that I it's uncomfortable for me because I have a hard time sitting still and 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 keeping my mind on one thing. Um, so it's going to be uncomfortable for me. It's going to challenge me. So we are excited uh, to to be able to debrief about that next week. And then we hope that you guys will do it with us. Like Garrett said, that's a great idea. We hope that you'll do it with us and let us know your experiences. Uh, and then if you have any questions for us, we do want to talk about questions and help answer questions. And maybe your question will become a full podcast topic. Uh, so so whatever you have, you can contact us. Um, you, if you are listening, you probably know us or know of some way. You probably saw it on our Facebook or Instagram, so you can contact us through those methods or through our phones if you have them. Have so, yes, yeah, hopefully, Garrett we can get phone, Garrett's upstairs. phone number is seven. seven no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we are happy to be here with you. We are happy to um to be able to have moments where we just go, huh, you know, and really think about Charles Spurgeon. That was my huh moment for the day, and just yeah. like, man. Well, you one. said a huh moment earlier. You talked about race car. 
Yeah. Uh, and I've had oh, it. Oh, yeah. What was up. that? Was that was waiting. so long All right, ago. It's called a palindrome. Pa- palindrome. Yeah. Palindrome. Palindrome. Is that how it's pronounced? Palindrome. Well, it's a word that's spelled the same frontwards and backwards. Yeah. Or you would think oh, the yeah. word they would have come, come up with would have been a palindrome. Yeah, palindrome. Uh, why would you be a not palindrome? have made it? A, <laughs> they had one a, job. A palap or something. You know, like what? Crazy. They missed All it right. There. We love you guys. Uh, Garrett, you want to pray us out? Yeah, sure. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this time that we've got gotten to spend in your word as three individuals that are so excited to draw near to you. I just pray that you bless whoever was able to join with us, that that we are excited to deepen our faith and grow as one body of Christ, as, as, as we grow out from your spirit, as, as we ranch and produce fruit and are pruned by you. I just pray that you strengthen us, fill us with your presence and with a desire to continue to grow and uh, just help us to draw strength from one another in that process. Be with us all as we continue in our faith. Um, We love you so much. So thankful for your son. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.